All right. Well, listen, we're going to get into the word today. Bonus points for all of you guys for getting up and coming to church on a rainy Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, right? Props to all of you guys. But listen, no, we're glad that you guys are all here today. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas and we're getting ready to jump into this new year with both feet. Today we're going to do something a little different. I'm just going to talk for just a few minutes to get us started and then um, we have two people that are going to share with us just kind of a short little, we're kind of calling it like a a five and five type of thing. They're going to share um, just for a few minutes something that God has kind of shared with them throughout this year. And one is Miss Neva Collins. She was sharing some stuff with Pastor Jeremy recently, and, and he really wanted her to share that with all of you today. And then we're going to hear from um, Sydney Wise for a few minutes because she's just going to do everything today. So she's going to do worship and teach and all of that. So <laughs> nothing like coming home and we put you back to work. <laughs> Um, and so we're just going to hear from a couple of them about their hearts and, and, and just kind of end this year with a little bit of quick prayer here at the end of service today. But there's this um, great poem that was written by St. Patrick, and we've probably all heard it before, but I wanted to just read a little segment of it for you. I wanted you to think about this whole ending of a year and going into a new year. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me. Is that in your thing? Okay. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's way to lie before me. A little further down it says, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me. Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down. Christ is the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of every man who speaks of me, Christ in the eye that sees me, Christ in the ear that hears me. May that be our prayer, right? And how many of you can say that you've lived long enough, which is at least a year, to know that Christ has gone before you and Christ is behind you? And he has hemmed you in, as the word said, he's hemmed us in all around, right? And I'm so thankful for that. I want to read just a couple of scriptures, and I want us to think about this. I'm going to talk today about ending a year. We're going to let them share, and then I'm going to talk about starting in a year. It's going to be real quick, though, I promise. I know y'all believe me, because the last Sunday I preached, I preached for 30 minutes. 30 minutes, right? I don't even know if I can preach longer than that now. I've gotten used to it. So some of you are like, thank you, Pastor Lindsay. Thank you so much. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 21 through 23 says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I think one of the things when we're ending a year and getting ready to go into a new year is to remind ourselves that we were not consumed right? We were not consumed. And in fact, if we take a moment and look back, the compassions and the mercy of the Lord really was new every single morning. And man, if we can remind ourselves of that, then it can really give us hope to push ourselves forward. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, it says, I know what it is to be in need. Anybody know what it is to be in need? Yes. And I know what it is to have plenty. Anybody know what it is to have plenty? Yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas meals. (laughs) I have learned the secret 
of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And I want to pause right there. The fact is that this is pointing out to us that we can be in want and uncontent, but we can also have plenty and have no contentment. And we live in a world of people who have plenty but have no contentment. And so as we get ready to end this year, we can look back and know that whether there were days when we had not a lot, and there were those days, and there were days when we had plenty. But what does the rest of this scripture says? And this is the part people always quote, quote, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this, the want and the plenty. Um, I saw this little quote um, yesterday. Um, from Aaron Turner, and it said, (laughs) because nobody likes to face imperfect, messy things, and we are exactly that, is about time I show myself some grace. And here's the thing, nobody likes to face imperfect and messy things, but that's really what we are, (laughs) is imperfect, messy things. And when you look back on this past year, there are probably going to be some imperfect and messy moments to look back on, right? I mean, I've had my fair share of imperfect and messy moments. But the word of God says that he has never failed us. That we are not consumed and his compassions are new for us every single morning. And so whatever messy, imperfect things we have dealt with and faced, whatever hardships we have come through this year dealing with, today, remind yourself, I am ending this year not consumed. I am ending this year in the faithful hand of God. I am ending this year covered by the compassion and goodness of God. And so I will give myself some grace. I will give this past year a little bit of grace. I will know And be thankful that I end this year with the confident hope that he he is going to continue to be with me. And nothing shall consume me. Nothing shall overcome me. He will continue to be faithful as he always has been. And I end this year with that confident hope as I get ready to step into a new year. Because we end years so many times making resolutions based off all the things that went wrong last year, right? A resolution is a resolution generally to change something that we did not like about ourselves or our situation the year before. And rather than going into a new year regretting and worrying about all the things that didn't go right in the previous year, let's go into a new year with this confident hope that says, I was not consumed. His mercy was new for me every morning. I have done all things that needed to be done because of Christ who gives me strength. And I have the confident hope that no matter what comes at me in this new year, this new season, he will continue to walk with me. Amen. So listen, I'm going to give this time to Miss Neva. I'm going to let her share for a few moments what God has placed on her heart and then Miss Sydney Wise. And so if you guys will lean in and be encouraged by what God is doing in the lives of people within our community of faith. This year has been pretty tough. Um, 
Rick and I both have had a lot of health issues and we are not through them yet, but we have hope and we have faith in God that we're going to come out on the other side whole and healthy and everything's going to be great. And we are walking through it together side by side. And, um, but, um, one of my sisters, uh, she had colon cancer. She's now cancer-free. Amen. And I've got a brother that needs uh, a new heart, but the doctors say that he can't due to other health issues. And But the good news is his heart fraction is up. That's a God thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what? That man, my brother, has more faith in his walk than just about anybody I've ever seen. And he is constantly praying for his family. He's not walking and worrying about himself. He's constantly praying for his family. And that makes a difference. That's why God keeps blessing him the way he does. I have another brother who was recently diagnosed with stage 4 COPD. And, but he's now walking with the Lord. So that is an answer to a prayer. We have prayed and prayed and prayed for years, but now he has accepted Christ and he is walking with the Lord. <laughs> Pastor um, asked me to speak to you and let you know about those things, but also about something years ago we were at the other church that happened, and um, I shared this with him um, immediately after it happened. Uh, this has never happened to me before, and it has not happened to me since. So um, it was definitely God, and I don't doubt it in one little bit. Um, I was struggling after um, Pastor Val left. And it was not because of Pastor Jeremy, because I loved him and Haley to death. I mean, they're family. And, uh, but I was struggling. I had family that left, and I had friends that left. And, and I'm like, God, what am I supposed to do? You know, you, you, you feel um, alone, and you, things are changing. And, and the older you get, you'll understand change is hard when you're young, but when you get old, honey change is hard <laughs> and um, I was at the altar and I was praying um, and I was praying hard and the Lord to show me what to do you know because I felt like I was home but at the same time I felt alone at home and I didn't know what I was supposed to do and um in, while I was praying, God, God began to show me a desert. And it was desert sand, and it was just completely barren. There was nothing but sand. And all of a sudden, the church rose up out of the sand, just mighty and strong. And it just floored me. I mean, I, I was like, whoa, how, okay. Okay, okay, this is a God thing. So after, after the service, I went to Pastor Jeremy, and I told him what I saw in that vision. 
And I shared that with him. Well, a few weeks later, I was in my pew, and I was praying again, you know, God, you showed me this vision of the church rising, and but I still don't know what I'm doing, you know, I'm still, I still don't understand, and I kept praying, and I kept praising, and I kept worshiping, and all of a sudden, during prayer, I began to have another vision. This vision was of a roller coaster. And this roller coaster, Haley and Jeremy were sitting at the front of the roller coaster. And it was it was going, and there were some people on the roller coaster. There wasn't a lot of people on the roller coaster, but the roller coaster came around and it stopped. And some people got off, some people got on. The roller coaster began to go again. And it come back around, some people got off, some people got on. Well, it continued to do this over and over and over again. And pretty soon, I began to look at the roller coaster, and the roller coaster was full, and it wasn't stopping. And then all of a sudden, it came to a complete halt, and there was no seats for anybody. So everybody was not allowing the roller coaster to move. Everybody was praising the Lord. And that, it, to me, signified the vision of New Life Church. We may be small right now, and that's, Pastor Jeremy and I were talking about this, and this is why that he had me to go ahead and just share this with you, because we, this, has been, <laughs> this has been between me and him for a number of years, and um, and he, he wrote this vision down, and he has kept these visions. And we have held them near and dear to our heart. Because I knew right then and there I was not to go anywhere. This was my home. And this is where God intended me to be. And we have to dig in. We have to fellowship with one another. We have to greet others and be one with each other and be open with each other and not be carry disputes we have to if you somebody gets you get angry with somebody go talk to them good grief you know they put their drawers on the same way you do that's what i say okay that's a neva thing okay so that you can go talk to them and settle it get it over with because you're both brothers and sisters in Christ. And you both have a place in heaven. And you want to be there one day. And God wants this church to grow. And it's going to, with you or without you, mind you. But wouldn't you like to be a part of that? And... I know sometimes I say things that may be inappropriate, like putting your drawers on the same way. But, hey, I'm a redneck girl from the country who lived in the city. So, um, and God will fulfill his purpose if we have faith to see it through. And you've got to have faith. You have got to have faith. You've got to have hope. I've been reading a book called Tried by Fire. And it's about the first thousand years of Christianity. 
and there is a man in there, and I, and I may be quoting his name wrong, but hey, again, I'm from the South. Ignatius, he was a disciple of John, who's funny that pastors fix it up preach on John, uh, which I didn't know. Uh, but he says to fellowship with one another, get to know each other and depend on each other. That is the church. Um, and I want to leave you with this word. This comes from the Message Bible. When complete arrives, my complete will be incomplete will be canceled. I don't yet see things clearly. I'm squinting in the fog, peering through the mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. I'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees me, knowing him directly just as he knows me. But for right now, until that completeness, I have three things to lead me toward consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly, and the best of these three is love. Amen. God's just tying things together today. All right, come on, Sid. (laughs) We're a little nervous, so please bear with me today. Um, Um, I'm going to be reading out of Ezekiel 37, and um, kind of based off of um, even what we were singing this morning about come alive, I just felt that for this house. Um, So this is when um, Ezekiel is led by the Lord to the Valley of Dry Bones. I'm skipping to Ezekiel 37, verse 3. It says, then he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I answered, only you know, almighty Lord. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones, tell them, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Almighty Lord says to the bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put ligaments on you, place muscles on you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. While I was prophesying, suddenly there was a rattling noise and the bones came together, one bone attaching itself to another. As I looked, I saw the ligaments were on them, muscles were on them, skin covered them, yet there was no breath in them. Then the Lord said to him, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, tell the breath. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Come from the four winds, breath, and breathe on the people who were killed so that they will live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath entered them. Then came to life and stood on their feet. There are enough of them to form a very large army. So in this passage, we're reading about Ezekiel's, um, how the Lord's power comes over him. He's able to raise the valley of dry bones. And so in verse 8, it says, they had ligaments, muscles, and skin, yet they had no breath. And so I ask, do we have faith to speak what God asks and to see it through? That a lot of times we have faith to speak and be like, I'm going to be obedient to what God has asked me to do. But do we have faith to see it through until it's completed? So Ezekiel prophesied as the Lord had commanded, yet the breath was not immediately given to the bone. Had he stopped, the miracle would have never occurred. So in verse 5, God promises that the breath will enter you and you will live. It's a part of the promise. And so in Hebrews 10, 23, it says, we must continue to hold firm to our faith. The one who has made our promise is faithful. We believe to see his promise come to pass or we don't. We either believe that what he says in the word is true or we believe it's all false. 
Isaiah 55:11 says, "My word, which comes from my mouth, is like rain or snow. It will not come back void or without results. It will do whatever I want and achieve what I have sent it to do." So, if God made the promise and made it plain, um, this is Habakkuk 2:2, and it says, "Make the vision plain as if to see it on a run." And a lot of times God speaks something and we'll speak and we'll do the first step, but we won't follow through with it. We'll come through and we'll say, okay, God told me to do this, so I'm going to do it. But if it doesn't work out, then that's no sweat off of my back. But we're not following through in complete obedience with the promise. We're just speaking it without the faith attached to be able to see it come into fruition. And so if Ezekiel would have spoken the word and said, come alive, bones, come alive, and then there's no breath in them, if he would have stopped there, the entire army would have never ceased to exist again. And so if God promised it, we have to have faith to speak and seek the results of his word, not just speaking it and not believing in it, but speaking it and having the faith to back it up. Dang, that was good. (laughs) No, what's funny is um, the first verse I have to start from this is uh, Hebrews 10, 23 which Sydney just read. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. What's so funny is is that neither Neva or Sydney knew who the other person was who was talking today. And yet they both talked about holding on and pushing through. And Neva was talking about holding on and staying planted where you're planted and, and holding on. And let me tell you, for some of you who've been on the roller coaster with us, there was a couple moments where it felt like we were at that point where, you know, you go up and then they stop up here. And you're thinking, am I stuck? Or are we gonna are we gonna keep going? <laughs> right? Right? And then I watched a video of a roller coaster and it was like it swung them way out and then back and then way around and over. And there's been some moments that it's felt like that. And all I can say is hold on to your seats. I don't know that it's all the roller coaster is over, but just keep holding on and staying firm, right? And then man, when you said, because you talked fast which I love, which is great. But when she was talking about, and she said um, that he had the words to speak it, but he didn't have, if, we didn't, if he didn't have the faith to see it through. And how many times have we spoken what we've wanted and what we knew was true, but not had the faith to see it through? And what good is an army of bones with ligaments and muscles and strength and power, but no breath. Man, this is a year of faith. To start the new year, hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. This is what I want to encourage you in today. We are getting ready to go into a new year, as some of us have done many, many times before, right? This is, I'm getting ready to start my 38th year, right? I'm going to go into this new year. And a couple of you just, you know, clutched your pearls, because if I'm 38, that means you are something older than that, right? Sydney turns 19, it hurt, hurt my feelings a little bit when she turned 19, right? But listen, let me tell you something. The more you go around this thing called life, the more new years you step into, the more assured we should be that he who began a good work in us will see it through to completion. 
the more times we step into new seasons and new years, the more we should be confident that he has never failed us, that we have not been consumed. And I don't know about you, but if the past two years have taught me anything, it's that I can stand right smack dab in the middle of a consuming fire and not be consumed. And so this year, as you are walking into this new year, hold on to your seats. Don't give up your spot. Don't get out off this roller coaster of following Jesus too soon. Don't step off. Don't speak what you know is true but not have the faith to walk it out. Hold unswervingly to the hope that you confess. Neva talked about love and the good things following us. Psalms 23, 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In this new year, hold unswervingly. But in this year, know who follows you and where your address is. What follows you is goodness and mercy. What follows you is the love of Jesus Christ. And it has followed you to some really dark places, but it has never stopped following you. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And know your address. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This earth is not my home, but while I am here, I will dwell in the house of the Lord right here because his presence lives within me. I am the temple where the Lord lives. He has set up residence within my heart. He lives within me, and so therefore, this is my home. In the presence of the Lord, I will dwell forever. I make that choice to know that going into this new year. I hold on to faith. I know what comes with me, goodness and mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. And I know where I live. When you teach a little kid where they live, they learn their address, right? And they are so excited to say their address, even when they often get it wrong for a while to start. But there's a confidence that comes, right? When you know that this little kid knows their address. Something about, well, if they get lost, they can tell somebody where to take them, right? A confidence that comes in knowing where you belong. Have a confidence going into this new year that says, I know where I belong. My address is the presence of the Lord. As we enter into 2020, man, I mean, we're going to have nonstop little connections, cheesy connections about 2020 because that means perfect vision, right? I mean, let me tell you, every pastor everywhere is trying to decide if they're going to run with that message. 2020, see clearly. They're trying to decide, is it too cheesy, is it too obvious, but it's just so perfect, right, about having clear vision, right? Make plain the vision, see the vision clearly. But what we need to see clearly for this new year is see clearly that behind us, has been the Lord, and in front of us is the Lord, and beside us is the Lord, and beneath us, and below us, and above us, and when we sit down, and when we stand up, and when we sleep, and when we walk, there is the Lord all around us. And let us see clearly that he is everywhere we go, and give him praise. We're going to end quickly today. I'm going to ask our worship team that can to come back up, those that are able. 
And I just want to sing that come alive. Psalms 100 only has five verses. And this is what they say. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. For one thing, for this, for without, without any question this year, know that the Lord is God. If you can start there, you're on a good part of the path. I know that the Lord is God. That I have a sureness about. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And how do I know that what the Lord said is true? Because he is faithful to show us. So listen, I don't know all that you have walked through in 2019 and before. And I cannot promise you that every moment of 2020 is going to be perfect for you. Surely we will face trials and tribulations. But what I do know as we enter this year, as we enter into the courts of this new year, that we can choose to enter into this new year with thanksgiving because he who promised is faithful. We can choose to walk in to a new year with joy because we have not been consumed. We have not been overwhelmed. The faithfulness of the Lord has been faithful to us. The goodness and mercy of the Lord has followed us and will continue to follow us. And it continues from one generation to the next. From one generation to the next. We see it. As one generation speaks to the next generation and so on. May we know that the goodness of the Lord continues. And 2020, may we see clearly, may we see clearly that the Lord goes with us wherever we go. So listen, I felt like that these young ladies prophesied to us today about coming alive. And life does a lot to wear us down. Life does a lot to put death and destruction right in front of our face. But today, make a choice to come alive with hope and promise. Today, two women from different seasons of life have encouraged you to hold on unswervingly and to have faith to see it through. And that is our goal for this year. Hold on and have faith to see it through because he who promised is faithful. Amen?